This is a Skeptic Frogs production. Fire. Air. Water. Earth. Eight years have passed since the Avatar's untimely end, with fear that the Avatar line may have ended, and with withering hope for the White Lotus to continue holding peace, the search for the next Avatar hastily begins. Previously on Dicebenders. If we can't persuade you, council member, as to why there should be fair representation, what hope do we have with the other council members? What hope do we have with the president? The best angle for him to get him on our side is to, as he puts it, prove the worth. Let's work on the other two. Let's go to Rodin. Jaeger, when she said her name was Rena, you saw the lady stand, like, sit up. Oh? Uh, she has the undivided attention now as this fight begins. Now, what makes this a little different is this is going to be primarily roleplay, but I am going to still have some dice rolling aspects of it. Uh, a lot of persuasion. Um, there's not diplomacy in this game, uh, but just persuasion, uh, some perception, deception, stuff like that. However, rather than setting DCs, uh, we're going to play it a little different to where whatever your roles are is going to be a contest role against the person that you are talking to, to kind of sway them on your side. Now remember, the goal that you guys have here is to get at least two-thirds of the council to inquire about speaking with you guys to set up a proper date. So far, you for sure have Mike. He is basically been the one that has pestered the council about getting you guys there in the first place, but that also means you need at least two more people to then have you guys speak with the council. You guys have headed off towards the library. We're not going to do much roleplay in terms of getting to these locations. Uh, instead, we're just going to skip ahead to the point where you guys get to them. Uh, this said, upon reaching the... Go ahead. I think which is a good thing because between Kevin and Vana, who probably been to the city a couple of times, they probably know the direction to the library. Then if I have a big old giant sign, like, library, that way. Yes, uh, not so much of a giant sign, but for sure you would know where it is, and Vana has been here before, so she would know as well. Um, rather than a giant sign, however, you know you reach the library when you come across a large two-story building uh, that is a dome shape with a dome top. Uh, it is a white building with a bunch of windows that basically stretch around the entirety of the outside of this building. Outside of it is a very large statue of Janora and Wanshi Tong in the midst of speaking with each other. Uh, both of you being spiritual, you already have a base uh, underlying 
knowledge of who Wan Shi Tong is, he was the Owl Spirit, he who knows 1,000 things. The statue of Jinora and him uh, is of when Jinora was much younger, uh, before she even got her arrows. Um, while you guys are standing outside, you see that there's a plaque on the wall that says that it's the library. Uh, you also see a plaque that's on the statue that explains the scene uh, that they got the statue from. Uh, it's a large and bustling uh, sidewalk over here because you guys are now in the middle sector. Uh, one sector lower will get you into the vine sector, which is where the rest of your team is. Uh, this means that you guys have gone down from the upper middle down to the middle. This didn't take very much time at all. Vaughn is looking at this statue with uh, joyful anticipation to go inside of a library. Kevin and Yang, what are you guys feeling when you're standing outside this large building, seeing people coming in and out with books and scrolls, seeing the statue of uh, Yang, your mother, uh, when she was younger than you are now? Uh, what is going on in your heads? Going to my cabin is oh my goodness, it's just like high school all over again. <laughs> What's high school? Pretty much a school for learning. They get uh, teach you reading, writing, history, math, and some science. Oh, gotcha. So a temple. Um, a tool to knowledge, yes. <sighs> Alrighty. Well, let's get this over with so we can figure out the next council member we need to talk to. Alright. And Yang, is there anything going on in your head? Um... What? How are you feeling? What are you thinking as you guys are about to enter? Yang is probably thinking, I'm just waiting for the Bay Long shoe to drop <laughs> as I start walking into the, the library. Followed by, I wonder if I could find the library of Wong Xing Tao so that way I could potentially find a way to help the Avatar. That's okay. probably it. Okay. As you guys walk in, Vana is uh, walking behind you too as you walk through the large doors. You walk in and uh, I'm not going to sit here and bore you guys with the details of what a library looks like. It's a place full of books and scrolls, uh, something that is a little neat in here. You saw the entire exterior is just a large dome shape. However, in here you don't feel that mu that too much because of the rows and aisles, the columns of, of uh, bookshelves are lined in a way that you don't really think about the outside world even though you can see them through the windows. Inside you realize that this is a three-story building, two stories above ground and one's basement area. Uh, as you walk in you see that there is a large opening between each of the floors so that you can look down or up to the next one and a large arcing staircase that leads up to the next floor and down to the other one on your right side and one on your left you are greeted by a very 
old-looking librarian woman who is in just uh, Republic City clothes, a little grayed and a tiny bit weathered with uh, very large um, Coke bottle glasses, and she goes, Welcome to the library! As you give her a friendly nod, you see on the wall that there is a, uh, a quote put there that, uh, that is the slogan for the library, you know, Kevin. Uh, the quote being, Take wisdom from all places lest you become rigid and stale. Uh, under it is the person who quoted this line being General Iroh himself. As you walk through the library, it's much quieter in here than it is outside the walls, um, as though these walls are very thick despite them being essentially just large panes of glass. Uh, and I want everybody to roll perception checks as you guys are coming through here. Bashing! <coughs> Ooh. Nine 13. plus two. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Nine plus two, eleven. Thirteen okay. plus three, sixteen. Okay. Both of you notice this. There are a variety of, or there's there's a number of people sitting in in small uh, tables and desks, reading books and scrolls, picking stuff up. But you also see a couple carts moving around. Uh, of what seems to be people that work at the library putting away these books and scrolls into an assigned order different from our world but very commonplace in this one um, Yang that's what you see you see a number of different people putting these things away uh, it seems as though those that read books don't often put their books away that's a little rude correct um, but Kevin you with your 16 you notice something a little a little deeper than that you notice one of the people that is pushing these carts putting these books away is Rodin it for a second you didn't recognize him because he's in a different outfit he looks like he's wearing the common librarian robes rather than his normal coat that you saw him in when you guys met up with him in in the uh, in the subway uh, he hasn't noticed you guys yet he's just helping to put a few books away uh lo looking at uh, some of them finding out he's in the wrong area and kind of pushing along on the first floor of the library kevin is um is, is uh, tapping in like that's rodin right there i look over at rodin and make my way over to him and bow for him. Council member. Whatever follows behind. Uh, and bow soon. He looks very confused as he sees the two of you come up and as he looks over to see Vana's walking behind you guys, he just goes, Oh, you guys again. Oh my gosh. Um he gives a friendly bow, uh, more out of the politeness of it than anything else, and he just goes, Yes, hello, how... what can I do for you? 
councilman. We are simply here to request a meeting with, with all the council about uh, about the White Lowe's building a school here. Yes, uh, you made that abundantly clear. Um, when I saw your the older one here with you three uh, following me to my destination earlier today, I had a feeling there was something like this, and frankly, I don't know what to tell you. Can you tell us um, if there are a meeting or when or there's a time period that we can actually have a have this conversation with the whole entire council? That is not something that I can control. I am just one of the council members. I don't pick the dates and stuff like that. And Vanna uh, walks up to him, speaks up and goes, it is lovely to see you again. And let's just be perfectly clear here. You, there's something that you're not telling us and that's okay. I know that you did not point me out to your councilman Quayla when we were introduced face to face with him. And I feel like that's because you want to help more than you're letting on. So let's just cut to the chase and figure out how we can come to a reasonable conclusion as to what we all want here. And you see Rodin kind of looks at her stunned and he goes, You should count yourself lucky I didn't tell him who you were. You are practically in the lion's den. You shouldn't be here. And he looks to the two of you. And he goes, Now, I take it one of you is, is Mike's son, correct? I... He, he kind of gestures over to you, Kevin. I take it it's you. I am. Okay. So. What do you want me to do? Well, we are hoping between you, my father, and hopefully another council member can come together and agree to, to have a meeting with the White Lotus so we could bring a school here to one, properly help uh, train some of the vendors here and two, ease the tensions between non-vendors and vendors in the city. All right, let's begin with rolling that contested persuasion check. All right. Oh, that was a good one. 19 plus 3. So that's a 22. 19 plus 3 is a 22. All right. Yeah. He can beat that if he gets a nat 20. Um, so let's see what happens. He does not. He gets a 7. So he takes in what you said and looks at the three of you 
And he goes, Listen, I am not against helping the benders, alright? Not even a little bit. I am not a bender myself, but my father is, so I understand that kind of pressure. The thing that worries me, personally, is if you're only here to ease tension and help benders, what about the non-benders? You're just going to skew the scales in the opposite direction, but an opposite direction is still skewed nonetheless. Council member, if I may, it seems that, unfortunately, we're at an impasse. During the age of Korra, the non-benders were not spoken for and tensions were high. Once Korra allowed people to see the fact that the White Lotus and the Avatar represented both the benders and non-benders, tensions were able to find some kind of relief. Now we have a council in Republic City who comprised nothing of benders, and the benders are being restricted by allowing a Lotus School to form in this city it would allow the benders a place to go and tap into their abilities, learn how to control their abilities, and then your laws would be null of void. Being able to control our abilities and our powers is what makes us White Lotus members. And Yang, let us do a contested persuasion check. Hmm... This is why I generally try to leave others to do the talking. <laughs> However, I will fun. say, during that conversation, I am spending a chi point. And, Kevin, you will feel a slight inspiring sensation from my speech. Ooh. Oh, frack right. me! Look at that! I wish I could you get? get a help action. Can <laughs> <laughs> I get a help action? Um... No, I, I, you've already done your role. It's a natural one. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Well, you lost my oh lucky my, die. He rolled, a, he rolled a natural one, too. I am not kidding you. So, he has a plus three to charisma. No, uh, he oh. has a plus three to charisma. What's no, your No, you would beat me. You would beat me. I have a... My persuasion is a plus one, so you beat me. By two. Good god. Okay. <laughs> okay. So he listens to your words and he goes, That is true. Yes. Um, times were different in Korra's age. The laws were made in much the same fashion as today, yes. However, the conflicts of the time are different from today. We are trying to prevent those same conflicts from happening again. Now, if the White Lotus is here to help the benders and create a null and void uh, law that we have already passed, that does not benefit the city as a whole. It just benefits the benders, thus skewing the scales again. So I still, I, I appreciate your input, but I don't see where that line of thinking can come into handy 
with what you guys are trying to bring here and what we are trying to maintain in our city. But still. As soon as he says that, I bow respectfully and uh, look at Kevin. And I'm just going to point that I'm going to go over to look at Iroh's statue. Oh, Iroh doesn't have a statue. Still. It's it's his uh the his quote is on the wall. Oh, that's what I'm going to go study then. But Kevin, okay. you get a one d six inspiration die. Yay! Yes, that uh, may be true. However, I must point out that the council is consisted of five members. If you are looking to try to create an even line, you cannot have one with the way the council is set up. It, I'm not sure if you feel as though changing the number of councilmen can help create a more dis more gray line between the benders and non-benders. But I can tell you, we are all appointed onto the council because we can speak for both non-benders and benders. Just because I cannot bend fire or twist water around me does not mean I cannot speak for the people that I grew up with. Do you understand? True. But we all have gifts that we, we're not allowed to use. Yes. Earlier, um, and pretty much last night, we, we, were, we were attacked, um, attacked leaving uh, the island. Um, the cab driver was badly injured. Without medical attention, he would have perished. Without my help. But if I were to use my abilities, I will be punished for using them trying to save his life. Roll me another persuasion check. You've got one uh, success and one fail so far in this conversation. Natural 20. Ooh, I'm not even going to try to roll. That's already a success right there. You could get a and natural listens... 20. Uh, yeah, let's see. He gets an 11. <laughs> he he looks at you and he goes I must admit I did not know that someone was injured um, down at wherever last night I and you see Vana kind of just look gives you the side eye Kevin but uh, Rodin continues and he goes the thing is the law that has been put in place isn't 
to keep people from being able to do the things that they can do. It's just so that everyone has equal grounding. You can't expect the medical professionals to feel like they can do their jobs justly just because they can't waterbend. Do you understand? You were able to be there to save that person's life. And no, I am not going to uh, bring you into the police for something like that, because that is a good deed. It's just... Let's say you weren't a waterbender, and you could not heal him. What then? The law is put in place to require everybody to put in equal efforts in the ways that they can. If you were a non-bender, you could you go and... You have the best intentions. However, circumstances changes. And, but the laws can also have negative effects as well. That's government. And as government, we're trying to make sure everybody is equal. You try at the same time you don't want to hamper everybody. But I try to put, make sure everybody is equal. Because let's figure not everybody is equal. People are born with these gifts. And some people will use those gifts for good, some people will use those gifts for evil. Yes. Should we reward those that have the potential to do great evil? Should we let them run the streets and do what they want? Back in Korra's time, there were these thugs out on the streets that were using their bending and stealing money from the poor non-benders. There, even in Beilong, you had people... I, I saw the, I, I read the news, I, I, I read the news, I heard the news, these waterbenders that were actually bloodbenders, that was okay there? That's not right. That is what we are trying to prevent. We don't want and you those types of situations. Enough, both of you. If I may throw another suggestion or an idea out there. Kiyoshi Warriors non-benders who are trained to be able to protect themselves, to be able to help each other. Not only that, but even during Aang's time, Sokka received aid from a non-bender, a White Lotus member who was a non-bender. Throughout the world, you have non-benders who are able to do the same skills and feats that benders are, but without the gifts that we have. You're sitting here asking benders not to be able to practice their gifts. You're restricting them to hide in secret. And that is something that earthbenders had to do during the Fire Nation Wars. And we can't also forget about what happened to the airbenders when they did change, when they make their resurgence. Some people were using their, the earth, uh, the Earth Nation uh, pretty much, uh, I mean, the Earth Kingdom pretty much had them use their bending, either rudimentary or war. So it's a 
we want a, a school that helps vendors, not just for helping the vendors themselves, but helping everybody in society, both non-vendors and vendors alike. And how do you suppose we wish to a help vendor Lotus School is going to? I understand, but how do you? How is your White Lotus School? To help the benders, also going to help our non-benders. You bring up a good point with the Kyoshi Warriors as a fine example of a non-bending group that can be established as a well-oiled fighting machine for defense and for security. But what can the White Lotus do? Your focus is entirely on getting the benders into the school and helping to teach Not them. Not just talking. Not just the benders council members. Do you because have non-benders with you right understand. now? Yes, the White Lotus, not in our party, but in our schools, our academies, our facilities, yes. There are non-benders. And they all provide a pivotal role to our establishment. The reason why we are mentioning the benders so strongly is because you are living in a boiling pot. And that lid is going to blow. And if the benders don't have somewhere to vent a place to train and discipline themselves, you will have a full-scale bender riot in these cities. How then can the White Lotus assist you? How can your police assist you when you have hundreds of benders at your doors? And have you forgotten about Amon? Amon had his non-benders. Many of those non-benders were able to cheat block. Like, I, I want to remind you which can take away vendors' abilities. And they ran pretty much overthrew this city and nearly uh, uh, run it. If we don't try to fix this problem, we will be back where I'm on it. Uh, I'm on time period again. And you are correct. We cannot forget about the non-vendors. We can teach them how to be handy healing others using bandages and non-bending arts. There are ways to train non-benders in combat. Anybody who wants to come to the White Lotus is welcome. We're just asking for a chance. Yang, roll me a persuasion check with advantage. All right, we know I have a plus one to my persuasion. I don't need to look at that. Four, and then what's the second roll? That's a five. So I have a six. And you're going into dice jail. <laughs> I liked the points you were making. I was trying to help you. He got a nine. That's, a, that's another fail. And I know. You see, he he listens carefully to everything you guys are saying, and he nods along, um, trying to keep the conversation quiet due to being in a library. Uh, once you guys finish speaking, he he nods a little bit more before he goes. You say that you wish to help the benders and the non-benders and everybody involved. 
But unfortunately, I don't see it in front of me right now. I don't see it when I look on the news and I see an attack of Beilong. White Lotus members were there. They prevented the bloodbenders, sure, but that still happened. You were there and nothing changed. You dismantled the, the government of that small city where I don't know what you can do for us in terms of preventing something like that. And you were all there using your, your bending and maybe some diplomacy. I wasn't there, but seeing the things that I do and hearing the stories of the people that had to leave the city because they were afraid and they found their way here to the Republic Nation. You, you, you promise these things, but you don't have the proof to show me. In eight years, Korra has been gone, and what has the White Lotus done for the nations? In eight years. Besides the fact that we found, found out a corrupt uh, uh, billionaire, Ludini, uh, pretty much uh, had people killed in this movie theater, bribed the police department, so which his corruption pretty much ran through, uh, and we pretty much put a stop to that and froze his assets. But you, by breaking the laws, you did these things. And he's still a man. You, you completely avoided following the legal system and the proper ways of doing these things, how do you expect me to trust you to follow our guidelines? Kevin, I don't think we are getting anywhere with this council member. I don't think so either. At the end of the day... I'm sorry. You were saying... No, you... You were... You... You... As soon as you say that, I was like, I was going to say something else, but then as soon as you said that, I was like, nope, shutting up. And I turn around, put my hands behind my back, and start walking towards the entrance of the library. Thank you for your time, Council. As you guys begin to walk away, uh, he turns around to continue what he's doing. Um, Vana runs up to you guys, grabs you by the shoulders, turns you around, and goes, Guys, I think we're right on the line of getting through to this guy. He's bringing up some good points. It, it sounds like he's coming from a place of fear for his city. And that's good. That means he cares. If there's anybody to talk to, it would be him to kind of trigger this. Right now? I don't think giving up right now is the right answer. His fears are towards vendors, and I don't understand why. He believes that we are here just to focus on the vendors and not the city itself. And though he had brought up some interesting points at Bay Long, and many of those instances were our fault, the truth of the matter is we were unprepared to go to Bay Long because our masters didn't prepare us for that. Wisdom can be gathered from, all, from any place. I think. I, 
I, I believe you're right. Um, uh, we should we should try again. There is I only think... but one other choice. We could try one more time to explain not just the importance of the White Lotus for the sake of cooling down this boiling pot that's about to erupt, but stress, I guess, the focus on making sure that the non-vendors are placated. You see, Vana thinks deeply about everything you guys are saying, and she goes, or she looks at you, Yang, and goes, I am sorry we let you guys down. We weren't ready to send anybody out in the first place, and we shouldn't have brought you guys there without any further evidence of what was happening. I apologize for that. But away from the Baylong situation, his concern, his fear of benders is it sounds like it's less of benders as a whole and more of what benders are capable of i don't i don't think he resents benders or is trying to bring up these points to deter you guys i think it's because he's just worried of what could happen if they let us in here and let's be fair, and she looks at both of you guys, every single White Lotus member that he has met is a bender. We say that we've got non-benders in our organization. It's a really hard sell when all of us are. Let's be honest. True. Well, the mean, White always send uh, Iro to get Z. That's going to take a lot of paperwork to get Z out of the school, sweetie. I love what you're thinking. I, she's not the right one to bring in here. If we do want to bring somebody, I know a few people that's in that school that we can bring that are non-benders. But I also don't think we have to go that extra mile here. I think we just need to prove to him that we're here to defend his people. And by his people, In I order mean to do that, city. my concern is, is that if we have to, if we, in order to do that, what happens if we're in a sticky situation? If we're going to honor the letter of the law to prove that we're here to help them, we would be unable to properly defend ourselves. Well, I is this what we're want, willing to do to prove that we want to be here? I can't answer that for you, sweetie, but I can tell you one thing. I think with the tensions in this city, we need to be here. Alright, so let's get this done then. I look at Yang. You want to take point this time? Or you want me to take point? 
I will try one more time. I'll back you up. I make my way back guys, over. As you guys approach Rodin, you see he's over in another um, row of bookshelves, putting a few things away. Uh, he hears some footsteps coming up from behind him, even though it's carpeted. Uh, it's just the talking has kind of gotten his mind racing a little bit. And he looks over to see you guys, and he just sighs. What he's he putting goes, away? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you can roll a perception check. Okay. Okay. Well, that's three. Fifteen? What was that? Twelve was three. Uh, that would be a fifteen, Dion? A fifteen? Okay. Um, my, my, my perception is fifteen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you look at the book that he's putting away, uh, at a glance, you see it has a blue tinge to it, the, the cover of it says the Water Nation History, uh, and that kind of inspires you to look at the bookshelves, uh, specifically. Uh, you, as a kid, didn't really think anything of it, but your brain starts to click on the organization here at the library. Uh, and Yang, if you want to roll a perception to see if you can kind of catch this too, you're welcome to. But Kevin, you start to realize the books that he's putting away that's on these carts, it's not organized by like nation, like how the uh, White Lotus Society school uh, library is set up. Okay, so you definitely catch all of this stuff. It's set up in a whole other type of uh, alphabetized color scheme. Um, Yang, with a dirty 20, you notice this, and you also begin to understand this means inherently that the library and everything in here is fully unified it's not divided up into different nations because that would create a diversity in knowledge which is exactly what the library is built to do or to be against such as with that slogan take wisdom from all places so in here you guys have the especially you yang you pick you pick this up quick you have the full realization that this library is in a full state of unified uh, knowledge. Uh, Rodin is just putting away a book from the cart, one of many books in his cart that people haven't put away themselves, but you understand that it's all connected, if that makes sense. Hmm. I'm just trying to figure out how I can use that to my advantage. Draw wisdom from all points. Broden, as you know, the White Lotus, we don't come from one nation. We come from all the nations. All non-benders and benders together. We are a unified force. Because we draw experience, not just power from each other, but also experience what each and every person gone through. 
Uh, and we bring that knowledge and try to share it with the world. Remember, General Ira was a White Lotus member, as I'm pointing to uh, the quote from General Ira. I lean into Vana and say, but the, he was a firebender. Yes, he was. And and Master Saka, uh, he trained under a general, he trained under a, a White Lotus member. Uh, Master Pai, in the art of sword making, it was his creativity and ingenuity through that he became a great swordsman and a hero in the war against the Fire Nation, bringing down the entire uh, fleet of fire ships, all full of firebenders. So, we say what hope a non bender has against a bender. You can't really, it's, it depends on the person and what gifts, either by the elements or the gift of the mind and the intuitivity and determination that is what can truly bring their gift and bring it into focus republic city has the potential to be a beacon for the rest of the world council member a beacon that shows not only was this city built to allow members of all the nations to live in peace and harmony and united but Benders and non-benders alike. Having an organization like the White Lotus, who is made up of all nations, benders and non-benders, in this city, to teach benders and non-benders, could show the rest of the world that unity can exist between. Here, Republic City stands, a unity of nations, a unity between mortals and spirits let it now also stand as a beacon of unity between benders and non-benders allow us to come and help you you are right in your fears of Long, and we have grown and matured from that in my head i say i hope <laughs> <laughs> and i apologize for my brash words earlier. Coming from the Southern Roll Temple, me. all of this is new. Roll me a persuasion check. This is advantage. Please. Who's Please. gonna roll it? Please. Hey, give my inspiration that you gave me. Yes, you, yes, you roll because you got the inspiration as well. Okay, I'll roll. I forgot about that. And it gives me a chance to go grab two more slices of pizza. Okay. First <laughs> roll is a nine. Ooh. The second roll is a eleven. And I'm going to roll... Can I use the force to make that a natural twenty? <laughs> yes! And I got six of the inspiration die. <laughs> so eleven plus that six. Uh, so that makes seventeen... Uh, Plus, uh, my persuasion, which is three, make it a dirty 20. Okay. He has to roll an 18 or higher for this not to work. 
he got an 11. Yes! Oh, thank you! He... He, um... Hears your words, and... From this distance, he can still see the slogan that's etched into the wall. And he looks back at you guys, and he goes... You're right. You are right. If we hope to be a beacon of unity, then even though I am... I myself am worried of what could come from you coming here that should not take away from the fact that bringing you here is a beacon of hope that we can all work together at the end of the day someone from the republic nation be it a bender or non-bender is still a, is still a republic nation citizen and i think the inclusion with the white lotus with the history that you guys have shown in the past, not so much for Baylon, but as a whole, shows just what the city may need. Sir, as you worry about what the future of, of the city, it shows us one very important thing. You care. You care about the people of the city of the city with all your heart that what makes you special and that gives us hope that we can work together to really uh, turn the city into a beacon of hope I hope you prove that this is the right decision thank you how many other council members have you spoken to Um, that That means that you need at least one more person to uh, influence, at the very least. Can you recommend somebody, council member, that we may be able to speak to? Somebody who would well, be understanding and sympathetic? I most certainly do not recommend going to Quelo. He is something else entirely. Uh, the only other two that you could go to, uh, you could go to General Saley, or you can go to Catherine. Uh, Saley is the one that commands the Republic City military. Um, she would have... She has a very strong voice with the city and the the force behind us. That's a solid candidate. Catherine would probably be the much easier option if you can prove the financial benefit of including the White Lotus is worth the troubles of bringing you here. 
So the option is really up to you. Whatever you feel you can sway one way or the other, you can either prove that you could be a great uh, military ambassador or uh, be a great financial supporter. Rohan? Oh. You can speak with him. He... He's hard to get in touch with because he's, you know, the president. Uh, and do you think he, he would make time for family? Family? What are you talking about? What? Taylor kind of chuckles a bit. You didn't notice. <laughs> anyway, okay. uh, where where can we find the general? The general can be found at the top of the mountain, at the military base, to the very peak. It is an optimum spot to look over the entirety of Republic City. I will warn you, it is hard to get inside the base without any kind of permit or permission or any kind of slip uh, proving that you're there. You could very likely be uh, attacked for trying to... In encroach on a military base uh, but she would definitely be one of the stronger voices I look at Kevin maybe I can ask Uncle Milo to make arrangements for us to speak with her that might be the same did you say option. Uncle Milo I look at the council member uh, yes your excellence Milo is my uncle Gennaro is or Gennaro is my mother Oh! That's why I was laughing. You see, he looks stunned and just gives you an airbender bow, Yang. And he goes, my apologies, I didn't know that you were a part of the, uh, the family. That, that would definitely be a good sway into getting into that base. I clench my teeth because I'm trying to get adjusted to the fact that people are going to recognize my family. Uh, but um, through gritted teeth, I say thank you, council member. Um, hopefully we can persuade the general that our intentions are not just for defense, but also I don't know. I turn around and walk away. <laughs> Thank you for your time. And Catherine, she concerns her more with the finance of the city, I'm assuming. Correct. Uh, it is arguable if her financial uh, pressure comes from wanting more for the city or wanting more for herself, but that is a personal gripe, and uh, politics is not the place that I should try to bring in my personal issues with her. But yes, she is a she has a heavy foot in finances and fashion. She would be the easiest to get into if you can just sweet talk her. She's very easy to uh, to sway through that. <laughs> I think the part of the military route would be best. And I'm I thank you for your time and Kevin's following game. <laughs> of course. 
I can, being a member of the council, I can get you guys a slip into trying to get into the base, uh, but it will take some time to get up to the peak of the mountain unless you have uh, a fast mode of transport. I look at Yang. You, do you think Ilo will like to fly over? Oh, Yang's not there. Yang literally walked out. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no. Oh, sorry, I forgot. I was gonna say no. Yang, you, you're you're saying that to Yang's back. He's almost to the door. Oh shit. Oh, Yang has a flying bison. Oh, we'll be, we'll be able to fly over unless you, unless the military base might accidentally shoot the bison down. Okay, I can make a call. Thank you. And you just Kevin, nods it. Kevin bows, uh, uh, bow respectfully, and try to catch him with Yang. Oh my god, that right. fast. You and Vana head on out. Um, the three Once outside, I take out. a deep breath. <laughs> you did good, Yang. You did, you did awesome. Let's go find the others, Kevin. Uh, yeah. Let's see. They sent it to the fine section. You know, I'm looking at Vana and, and, and back again. You don't think they went to see... Carlo, uh, do you think? I thought they were going to go... T uh, meet the individual who hired us to get jumped. Yeah, let's try to catch up with them. Do you yeah, want to do, do that, that and then go meet up with the general? I may I interject here? I am um, yes, just more or less following you guys on this, um, seeing how you perform. Do you want to go intrude on what they're doing, or do you want to continue our path? If we intrude on we what they've done so them. far, if we intrude on what they do so far, we could risk Wrecking something big. They they are in the middle of the lion's den right now. And this is what I don't like, Kevin. I I don't like being separated anymore. Baylon made me realize that we cannot afford to be separated like that. It, it makes us too vulnerable. True. But at the same time, Master Ivana is right. We can't risk going in and So what did we say what do you say we go to the Air Temple Island, ask Uncle Milo if we can get something to get on the base, grab Iro if he's not drinking tea, and go to the base and talk to the general. I honestly do not think, outside of having the cultural diversity that Republic City has, the White Lotus Academy can offer much economically, so as far as military-wise, we have a slight advantage. True. And also, I owe Iro a pretty much a container of peaches and apples, so let's pick those along the way to get to them. I think he'll be very happy to have them. I look at Master Vana. Will you still be accompanying us, Master? 
yeah, I I can definitely follow you guys. Um, I, it would be best to... It's, it's, if you ever split up, it's best to split up in even numbers rather than going into three separate groups of random <laughs> random intervals. I'll, I'll right. follow. It's at that point that I actually look at Kevin. I'm actually wondering if Master Fawn should have went with them. Because Master Zhang is not inconspicuous. Master Zhang, uh, he has a calming presence to him. So it but it's have... also noticeable. Eh, true. And plus, so they have to fight. Do you think those two will actually hold back? That's the other fear I have. If we're supposed to be playing by the rules of the game, then they're walking into a trap, but... We're standing here shooting the stuff in front of the library. We should get to Iro and start making our way to the general and get as many council members on our side as possible before we advance further. Right. That's right. I gotta pick up some snacks for him anyway. A bushel of apples and a bushel of peaches. That's why I told him I would give him. No, I want to keep my word to him. And as we're making our way there, uh, once we get to the docks, I'm just going to blow the... Uh... No, wait, we got to go over. Yeah, as soon as we get onto the boat and take off, Yang is over the <laughs> boat puking his guts out. <laughs> there goes <laughs> Ah, oh, the sea air is so good. I wish we were in the. You'll be fine! Uh, one of the. Uh, Yang one is of the, completely green. <laughs> one of the uh, boat men come up and say, uh, Excuse me, sir, you, you, you okay? You need, uh, you need some water. He's feeding the fishes right now. He doesn't have right, his sea we, legs yet. I, we, we've got some Cajun fries if you want to fill your your stomach. <laughs> it's not good having an empty stomach. Oh, oh, I, I'm sorry. He doesn't have his sea legs. So. Was it the Cajun fry thing? Was it, was it me bringing up the fry? No. Oh. It's more of it's more of he doesn't he's not used to being on the water. Then so you know, land lovers and water, they gotta earn their sea legs before they stomach anything yet. Oh yeah, I've I've seen I've seen it a hundred times. I I've had wait until we get to the air. <laughs> well, you you've got the air. I've got the I've got the water. How how's that? Hey, hey. <laughs> like you guys, it's patting his patting Yang's back. He is thinking about the times he's been puking his brains out over <laughs> over Iroh and kind of like this is sweet payback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is for sure. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah. We are going to kick off right in the middle of rolling initiative. You've got a large crowd of people cheering you on while you're inside of this. Uh, 
ditch of an arena that they have in this underground lair. Uh, you've got the large, the large crowd of earthbenders and firebenders cheering you on. The fresh, some of them are cheering fresh meat, fresh meat. Others are cheering Rena, Rena, and most of them, unfortunately, are cheering Big Jack, Big Jack. Roll me initiative, Taro, and I will explain the mechanics of what's going on here. Mm, not great. Six. Woo-wee. Oh no. <laughs> and Big Jack got a whopping yeah, 17. <laughs> Alright. So, let me open up Big Jack's character sheet. Look at that. I'm gonna get creamed, oh my god. No, because I'm just putting this up more, if anything, for flavor because the mechanics of what's going to happen in this are a little different from standard fighting to try to um, keep it moving a little faster. What we're going to do is both of you guys are going to make attack rolls at the same time. Whoever rolls the attack, why is that not opening? Here we go. Here we go. Okay. There we go. So, what we're going to do is whoever rolls the higher attack gets to do the attack. So we're kind of bypassing AC. Both of you guys have incredible AC, and I, I don't want to draw this out with, uh, with like, your turn miss, his turn miss, your turn miss, his turn miss sort of thing. So we're just going to basically make contested attack rolls. Whoever rolls the highest is the one that actually does the attack. From that point forward, depending on what you're doing, if you're using your fists, uh, we'll do the strength damage and all that. If you're doing a bending attack, which is fine, you get to roll the damage for that attack. Uh, the crowd is also going to help move this battle along. You've got half of them are cheering for you, half of them are cheering for Big Jack. Uh, so, the best way to kind of sway this in your favor is to, at the end of your turn, roll a performance check, or a, yeah, a performance check. If you can roll higher than, uh, than your last roll, if you can roll higher than, at this point now, a 10, you start getting more of the crowd on your side. Jaeger, how you can help in this fight is you can roleplay to try to help sway the crowd to being on Taro's side. You can help by doing this and give her advantage on her performance checks. Taro, once the crowd is favored 15-5 in your side, you can start making your attacks with advantage. The game ends when either one of you is knocked out, or you fold. Hmm. Spicy. It is indeed very spicy. So, so now that I think about it, there was no reason to roll initiative. But we did it anyway! So... Well... <laughs> <laughs> we are going to begin. Is we there anything the you want to say to? Is there anything that you want to say to Big Jack before you guys begin your punches? Oh wow! You know, of all the planning that I did, I did not plan that. Um, 
Why they call you Big Jack? You're not that big. Cause I'm big. Yeah, I'm big. I've seen bigger. I saw Big Jack uh, cuddling with a tiny stuffed teddy bear behind the, the building. What? That, that's what not true. Saying? That's not true. I don't have a teddy bear. It's true. It's true. I watched it happen with my own eyes. Aww. I swear I don't have a teddy I don't even know who that guy is. Reyna once defeated a buffalo bull using nothing but her pinky finger. Oh yeah, well now she's gonna have to try to beat Big Jack, and he like pulls up his muscles, uh, kisses the his biceps, and he's gonna go in for a punch. Go ahead, Taro, and make your roll. Do wait, do I add anything to it, or is this just like a straight up? What roll or what are you going to be attacking with? Are you attacking with just your fists, or are you trying to do a bending attack? Um. Shoot him with your gun. <laughs> can wait? Can I? Can we use weapons? Is this a weapon fight? They never took the gun from you. Okay, I'm actually gonna do my light hammer. And wait, hold on. More more technical things. Can I still do like bonus attacks and extra attacks and stuff like that? We can still get bonus attacks and react. Well, reactions for sure. Um, bonus attacks. You can start making those um, once you get the crowd in. Yeah, we can say you can do bonus attacks too. Uh, if you win the roll, you can do bonus attacks. If you lose the roll, you you don't get to do bonus attacks. Okay. An extra attack. Now, I'll tell you this. He rolled pretty high. Okay. Um, 12 plus 6, 18. 18? Alright. He got a 23. Oh my god. So, okay. so you reach over to try to give him a, a swing with your light hammer. He goes around, uses some uh, earth to like boost his leg over to the side, he pulls out his two-handed hammer and takes a crack at your back. Breaking, breaking back. At what point uh, do I start swaying the audience? It'll be right after this. Taro, you are dealt ten okay. points of bludgeoning damage as he pierces you into the back. The way we will use Earthen Barrier for this is you can reduce the damage if you would like. Since we're not going off of AC right now, if you choose to do Earthen Barrier, you can reduce the damage that you take by using it. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'll do that. I'll spend a chi to do that. Okay, roll for your Earthen Barrier and then reduce uh, what you get from 10 points. Minus two, so only eight. Alright. You take eight cracks in the back. Well, eight damage of a crack in the back. And you hear the crowd go, Whoa! And some of them start cheering really loud. And the others that were enjoying you, you know, with the fresh meat, are uh, going, Boo! 
Uh, and at this point, he just looks up at the crowd and, like, like showcases himself like, Yeah, that's what you get when you fight Big Jack! I yawn. And he's gonna roll his performance check to see if he can sway the crowd in his favor. Oh, lordy, he got a 19 on the die plus his performance, which is charisma. He got a dirty 20. He definitely gets them in the, in his favor. It's 11 to 9. Uh, next round, you guys start making oh your God, attacks. He's, he, he's gonna stay using his hammer. Wow. Seven. Wait, no, hold on. Ten. Just kidding. Still bad. That is really bad, because he got a natural 20. <laughs> of course. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lanta. Big Jack is on anabolic steroids, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I have here in my hands uh, un unmistakable evidence. Taro, you are dealt 15 points of damage. Oh my god. Okay. Taro! <laughs> I mean, right now! <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna try All to right. get that lower. I'm just gonna take it. And Jaeger, since you are in the crowd, uh, I will add this into the rules. When he makes his performance checks, you can roleplay to try to uh, negate his. So if you guys can make, uh, you can make a contested performance check against him. If you roll higher, his uh, the crowd does not sway in his favor. Uh, if he rolls above you, it does double. So instead of going up by okay. one, it goes up by two. So that's the risk. Okay. So he he he, got a... sl he slams the butt end of the hammer on the ground and he goes big jack big jack big jack and some of the crowd starts cheering with him big jack big jack is a peepee head. <laughs> oh, you really That's got what him. You had to say. <laughs> oh, you got him hard. All right, you go really ahead and roll him. a roll a performance okay. check. <laughs> okay. Just to show that I'm serious, I'm gonna roll my dice on a giant piece of sheet metal. Wow. Do it. <laughs> I got 21. Good god, yes. That beats his 13. Glorious. Peepee head. Good you you start seeing head. some... You, you start seeing some of the crowd uh, laugh and start cheering along with you. Peepee head, peepee head. Yeah. He goes, what? No, no, Big Jack! Big Jack! And he goes to take another swing at you, Taro. Go ahead. Let's see. Let's see what we got. Um, 18 again. I'm loving my rolls right now. I'm not. You got an 18? How dare you. Yeah. He got a 25. Excuse me! I'm gonna change my dice. I've been using the same dice. I've rolled really well on that dice so far. So I'm gonna switch my dice for the next one. But this attack hits for 11 damage. Go to dice jail. He's going to take a crack into your back and just go, ah, ha, ha. 
This little earthbender girl never did anything strong and mighty like Big Jack. I just watched her get hit with a hammer three times. What are you talking about? <laughs> Alright, he's gonna roll his uh, performance check. Oh, I didn't roll a performance Are you gonna roll one? Are you gonna roleplay yes. uh, one, Jaeger? Um, 16. Hold on, Tara. We're doing the performance okay. uh, part portion of the round right now. Oh, I thought I also rolled for that. Uh, you do if you... Um, you know what? Yeah, let's go okay. ahead and do that. Jaeger and Taro, you can both oh. try to roll performance. Whoever beats... Like, Taro, if you beat his performance, your... Uh, the side, the crowd sways to you. Jaeger, if you beat it, but Taro doesn't, the crowd doesn't sway. It just doesn't go his way. Okay. I got six. But I will have you guys have to role play what you say. Okay. I got a twenty-two. Nice. Jesus. And what did you say? I got sixteen. I... Oh, sorry. I said. These three hammer hits are gonna make Reyna use 10% of her power, guys. Just watch. It's all part of the show, I'm telling you. <laughs> and and what Big did Jack you is a peepee head. <laughs> is that any way to treat a lady? Yes. Whoa. <laughs> wow. I'm calling the police. Nine one one one. One nine nine here. <laughs> eight seven seven cash now. <laughs> eight seven seven cash now. <laughs> All right, Go he's gonna roll for another attack. Oh lord, he is rolling hot. Stop. Hey, Big Jack, stop rolling. What are you doing? Wow, no. <laughs> That was a great fail. Oh my god. Hey, well, he question. got a 20. What's up? If I wanted to use precise missile, which is an auto hit, can <laughs> I use that? <laughs> you can totally do that. Can I do that then? <laughs> you can absolutely or do, I still do have that. To we'll that retcon that, that roll. Uh, what we'll do. I'll let you do it this time. Uh, from this point forward, you have to make your decision before you roll, but I'll let you do that this time because he's been kicking your ass. Okay, okay. Thank you so much. So he goes Big to take a swing and he goes, time to knock this girl out. And uh, I don't know why he said that, but he goes to take a swing and Taro, you shoot out three uh, missiles made out of earth towards him. Go ahead and roll for your damage. Um, it's four, actually, because it's upcharged, I think. Yes. Right? Because I can do mm -hmm. it up to level two. Sick. Yes. Okay. Um, so each dart is 1d4, correct? Plus one. Which one are you doing? Precise missile? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Go on. Mm. One, 
two, three, four. Okay, so two plus four plus four plus four is six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen damage. Good God. So he was about to take another oh crack into the back of your head, uh, but you pull up and start shooting out these rock missiles from the ground straight into his gullet as he was about to take a swing, and he just goes, Bleh! Coss up a little bit of whatever he had for lunch that day, and the crowd goes nuts. The crowd that loves you is cheering, Yeah, fresh meat! And he just, he just goes, he looks at you and he's like, oh. <laughs> That was nothing to bear, Jack. Can I bonus action? <laughs> what are you gonna bonus action? Go ahead. Oh god. Um, stone shot. Um, you bend one to three rocks. You can make a ranged bending attack with one of your pebbles by throwing. Oh, I guess I'd have to roll. Er. You, it, it is a roll. Uh, you can only throw one in the bonus action also. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. So, so what I will say, since you, you did roll and then we changed you to doing the precise missile, the roll that we would use would be the one that you made and that wasn't going to hit him. Okay, that's fine. But we can... Yeah, but we can do that for next time. He's about to roll his performance checks. Do you guys have anything to say to try to keep the crowd in your favor? Or to try? Yes. I'll think about it. Hold on. Alright, three, two, one, go. One time I almost died and Reyna just stood there talking to some bald person. That's how little she cares for human life. Woo, yeah. Go Reyna, yeah. You're nothing to me. You are just a small jack. Wow. <laughs> Ow, that hurt. That hurt my me. spirits. <laughs> Alright. He got a dirty 20 on his performance. I got 17. So did I for the 20. <laughs> for a dirty 20. He, he gets them for double. Oh no, guys. Why is he rolling so the high? Party, because you're both rolling. That was the uh, that was the risk. Oh, oh yes, oh. I see. I see. So now the party, the uh, crowd is swayed thirteen to seven in his favor. Go ahead and make your next attack. Oh my god! Yeah, if oh. he can get up to fifteen, he. If he can get um, up to 15 in his favor, he starts rolling with advantage. Oh my god. Oh my lanta. Okay, I'm gonna do Earthen Gauntlets. Okay. And that's a DC that he has to make, right? No, no, I know what you're talking um, about. You cover your arms and hands with a layer of rock. Mm -hmm. Um. So that part's a buff. Unarmed attacks deal 1d8 bludgeoning damage. Um, you can make one attack with them in the same turn if you have the extra attack feature. What you do? 
So, uh, he rolled a natural one on his roll. dice. I know you hit him, so go ahead and roll for your damage. I didn't. Oh, wait, I didn't want to use that one. I'm gonna use this one. Well, five. Wait, five plus seven. Um, is. Five plus seven? It's twelve. Am I bending for my Manser attack bonus? Or is that not. Wait, that might not be it. Maybe I don't add plus seven. <laughs> Alright, what level is Earth Gauntlets? Uh, level two. Second? No. Yes, yeah, there second. it is. 1d8 bludgeoning damage. You don't add your Mancer modifier, you just, your unarmed attacks now deal 1d8 bludgeoning. Uh, that still adds your strength, okay. since so it is a, uh, a melee attack. Yeah. So it's 1d8 plus your strength. Okay, so... Oh, okay, so roll my... Sorry. That's not a d8. Ooh, 7 plus... Uh, plus 3! 10! Nice. He's looking pretty hurt now. Like he's he's not enjoying the the punches at him. You turn your hand into a big earthen fist and just sucker punch him in the gut. And he you takes like that, it. He starts. Jack? My name's Big Jack. I'm Big Jack. Big Jack. Big <coughs> Jack. <coughs> mhm. Mm I'm sure your mommy does call you that. <laughs> He's Whoa. gonna roll to see if he can sway the party, the crowd in his favor. He rolled a 17, so got uh, Taro. You said something, or Jaeger, are you gonna make the roll too, or are you gonna ha let Taro handle it? Um. Uh. He rolled a 17. I can only think of an action to do. My performance is minus one. <laughs> what? What do I do with my um? Inspiration. I have an inspiration point. You do. You can roll a 1d6 at any point that you want to by using that inspiration. You use it mm -hmm. after one use and it's gone, but it's a free 1d6 to any roll you choose. Can I use it after rolling? <laughs> yeah, it adds to whichever roll you choose to add it to. That's a little spicy. I'm trying to get my 1d6 out. Okay. Yeah, I'm making a performance first. Okay, not too shabby. 18 minus 1, 17. Wait, or does meets beats? Meets beats, yeah. Bingo. I'm not gonna use it. Woo! Alright, so now the crowd is in favor 12 to 8 on his side. So you're starting to win him back a little bit. You're starting to hear a go. little bit more of the voices in this crowd, uh, in this bunker-like room, uh, starting to cheer for you. Uh, he's going to take one more swing. He's not out yet. He's not putting his hand up to quit. He got a 21. Um, 6 plus 6, 12. He will certainly hit you. 
Sure will. As he as he takes a swing, he just goes Big Jack. He, he seems very self-centered. He rolled a twelve bludgeoning damage. Um, I'm gonna use a chi point for uh, emergency barrier. Find it. You can do it. Only one. Okay. All right. Uh, he's gonna do something a little different. He's gonna shout to the crowd. He's gonna say, "Someone hand me some metal." Oh no! What the hammer isn't good. You could. He's going to sacrifice rolling a performance check to do this, since he has more crowd in his favor. You can still make a performance check if you can roll higher than an eight. You can get some to sway onto your side. But someone I tosses him roll. a piece of metal. Someone tosses him a piece of metal, he grabs it, uh, spins a chi to do weapon enhancement, and slams it on the head of his hammer. Uh, you being a metal bender, you see him curve the metal as though he is in total control. You ready to tap out, fresh meat? Hmm? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I, I said, are you ready to tap out? Um, Kintaro, like, she's gonna put up a finger, like, hold on. And can I chug that, uh, drinky drink <laughs> little Kevin? <laughs> yes, you can drink that. That's a bonus action thirsty? since you're drinking it on yourself. So, a health potion is 2d4 plus 2. Go ahead and heal as he's using his bonus action, spending one chi to do weapon enhancement on his hammer. If he hits you with his hammer, it will deal an additional two damage. So about that performance roll from earlier. And so, Jaeger, you still have the freedom to do uh, a performance check. Okay. To try to... I'll let you bring the crowd up in her favor since she's drinking that potion right now. If you can roll higher than an 8. Okay. I got a 13. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. So now the the uh, the crowd is back in an 11 to 9 favor on his side. Uh, he sees uh, how injured you are, Taro. You got healed up for how much? Six. All right. So he just smiles and sees you drink that drink, and he's just like, "Oh, you must have been thirsty for some getting knocked out." And he goes to try to hit you with his hammer again. Ooh, not twenty. That will definitely be he goes to take a very confident swing at you now that he modified his weapon to do more damage but you just come back at him with a whack are you using your uh, earthen gauntlet still um yes i am yep definitely all right that will mean that you do uh 2d8 8 2d8 plus your strength. The strength to the total? Yeah, you don't add your strength twice. You just roll uh, the 2d8 and then add your strength modifier once. 
Okay, so that's nine plus. Where's my strength? Three. Twelve. He is not looking good. He he start coughing up blood a little bit, and he's like, "All right, I'll admit it. You you can throw a punch." Sorry, I didn't hear you. What'd you say, little Jack? <coughs> I said you can throw. Oh, forget it. Big Jack, Big Jack. Um, hey, DM, do you remember that thing that I messaged you about last session? Um, yes? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, make yeah. a standard attack roll as though, uh, as though you're just trying to hit him in the face. Okay. Eight. Alright, so describe how this misses. Ah oh, man. Do I add anything to that? I don't think so. You used your inspiration dice already, didn't you? Oh wait, no I didn't! Hey, look at me being a good audience member. Oh my member. god, look at you! 8 plus 3! Alright, and this is to see if you can get him... Go ahead and describe how this will look uh because this is just an attack versus him right now right you're not doing this as your bonus action this is just your attack oh i wanted to do it as a bonus action just to like blind him or something or to just shock him really i'm trying to play dirty okay all right this is what i will do you rolled a how much a 13 um, I rolled an 8, plus my inspiration die of 3, so 11. Okay. Since you're using your bonus action to do something like this, I'm going to have him roll a dexterity check. If he rolls under what you got, he wasn't paying attention and is not dodging out of the way of this, because I know this isn't a straight attack. That's why I was trying to get a specific from you. I know what you're trying to do, and I know okay. you don't want to say it out loud yet. But this is how it's going to happen. If he rolls <laughs> under what you got, this is successful and you get to describe what you do. He rolled a two. Oh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, so I don't know if I actually, like, did this in the last session, but Tara's gonna take her little water flask, well, water, ha ha ha, and gargle some of it in her mouth, and while he isn't looking, spit it right into his face to, oh. just to freak him out a little. Maybe blind him. I don't know. We'll see. As you do this he was shouting big jack to try to get the crowd to sway in his favor as he turns around is exactly when you shoot this out of your mouth straight into his eyes as he's going big jack big jack blah, ah, ah. and the crowd starts laughing oh, no. the crowd goes wild for you go ahead and roll a performance with advantage uh, Jaeger, you are free to help as well if you would like. He's still going to roll his. Um, 
but with disadvantage because he just got sprayed in the face. Okay. Fourteen. Oh. Oh, oh. baby. Twenty-three. Nice. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and he got a whopping nine. The crowd seems to have turned. The crowd is now 9-11. Now in your favor. Whoa. Yes. I tell the audience that if they start cheering for Arena, not only will I do another backflip, but I'll do it while totally hammered. I mean, with with beers in my belly. <laughs> the crowd goes wild for that. Yeah, you do that, fresh meat. You go. Yeah. He's going to... I think this is the last attack in the, the match. This may determine who wins and who loses. He's going to go take a crack at you. Uh, since you've got the blinding, he's going to spend his chi to do tremor sense so he can see where you are. He's not going to roll at his attack with disadvantage. This is a standard thing that Earthbenders can do, uh, as you are aware. So he's just going to roll mm -hmm. his attack to see if he can hit you. Go ahead and see if you hit him. You get higher than his I'm gonna roll. spend my life. I'm gonna spend my last charge and do precise missile again. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> <laughs> I was told to play dirty, so I'm playing dirty. Oh no, that's true. They did tell you to play dirty. Mm -hmm. The fight dirty. That sweet bodyguard told you to. Yeah, the one that also oh, kindly let me in. Yeah. Consensually. Very consensually. Yes. Mm-hmm. Holy. Dice rolls. 11 damage. Taro. Tell me how you knock this guy out. Oh. Um... Let's see. She's gonna brush her hair back behind her shoulders and like run her fingers through it. Look at her nails a little bit. Um, she's gonna look at him and say, "Little Jack need a blankie." And she's gonna ratata her four pebble-sized rock darts at him. Uh, as you do that, he's going to say, I give, I give, okay, okay, she's got it, she's got it. And he drops his weapon and puts his arms out, and the crowd goes nuts. You hear everybody in the crowd starting to cheer. Rena, Rena, Rena. Earthbenders, firebenders alike, some of them grab you by the shoulder, Jaeger, and start cheering along next to you, trying to get you pumped yeah. up to cheer for your friend, too. Uh, you see Shang, someone tries to touch him, but he just, like, instinctually swats away the hand and just keeps his eye on the prize. Uh, the room is not that big, but it's, it's booming in here from the sound. If you didn't know any better, someone could be hearing Rena's this from outside, pumping. but nobody <laughs> cares. Everyone is loving this, and Rena, you start seeing people uh, clink their drinks together. Some of them just start throwing drinks down, even though it's cups, they're drunk, they don't know. And the drinks just spill everywhere, but it's all out of good fun and cheers. 
Uh, and the guy that, um, the, I don't want to call him a commentator, but the guy that came in to introduce you and the, guy, the other guy, the, content, um, the MC, comes up and he goes, Give it up for Arena, the fresh meat. And this crowd is going wild and insane, and suddenly you hear a voice that echoes through everybody else. You just hear, ENOUGH! The crowd stops suddenly and looks directly up over to where the balcony of the lady sits. Jaeger, you see this. Everybody immediately gets serious and stares up, waiting to see what she has to say. She's got her face covered by, it looks like a fan. You can't really see her full face or anything like that. And she just points down in the arena and she goes, You, I need you in the back now. And she whips around and walks off of the balcony uh, back into a room that you can't see. Is she pointing at me? Who is she pointing at the back? The back? Yeah, she, she was pointing at you, Rena. Go ahead, go talk to the lady. Yes, Rena, go talk to the lady. Yeah. Um. I mean, what do I say? Is she going to be mad at me? I mean, I guess I'm kind of here not as a member yet, so maybe she'll make me a member. Hmm? <laughs> yeah, maybe, fresh meat. <laughs> <laughs> I punch him in the shoulder. Not trying to hurt him, but, you know. Okay, uh, here I go. <laughs> and she's uh, very nervous, actually, on the inside, as she walks to wherever the back is. I'm assuming at the back. You, you, you earthbend yourself out of the arena... Uh, a line, a pathway opens up for you to go to where that uh, side room was that you saw the brute that was standing there blocking off that stairway, uh, that little hallway was. Uh, the trail leads to him. You go and walk up that way. Uh, Jaeger, you're watching this whole thing. Shang is watching also. Uh, the guy just looks at you and just goes, <laughs> and like moves to the side to allow you to walk back. Uh, you go on back there. Uh, nervously. Jaeger and Shang, now as she walks back there, an earth wall comes up, blocking the way so you can't see her anymore. It's just this large room what? with a bunch of people cheering and, and having fun. Uh, and uh, as she walks in, she takes one last look at you, Jaeger, as the wall closes. You guys get to the military base. Uh, it seems as though Rodin has made his call and Milo has given you the slip to allow permission because you see a few people are kind of directing Iroh to land uh, in the same manner that you would land a plane. Uh, of course, Iroh being a bison, instead just kind of lands softly as he normally would. You see a bunch of military troops come up uh, the uniforms look very much like a more modernized version of Kuvira's set of armor with the metal plates on the sides and stuff like that, but it, it looks more modern with the uh, Republic Nation pin that is attached to it in the same way that the military police used to have. 
everybody comes up, they see you three, and uh, someone comes out, uh, looks very different from the rest of them. Uh, the best way to describe this person is the the crazy uh, the crazy teacher lady that was in Harry Potter with the giant glasses. Professor um, Trelawney. <laughs> yeah, she's basically that's basically what this woman looks like as she walks up to you, but she seems to have some Fire Nation qualities about her. Her hair is the jet black and she has the same golden uh, eye color that you see some Fire Nation people have. And she comes up and she goes, well, 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 I have heard that uh, I was getting a few visitors here. I, I suppose that you three are, well, I suppose four are the visitors that I'm having. Yes, ma'am. I jump down and bow down. Council well, it's a pleasure to meet all of you. I am, I am General Saley, and uh, welcome to the Republic City Military Base Operations. Uh, I take it you are the White Lotus members, and I have been told by Rodin that you are here to try to convince me that you are worth being in our city. So, let's get down to it. What is it that you want to tell me? We wish to build a White Lotus school here in, in the city. Yes, 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 I'm aware of all of this. Now, what are you going to do for us? What does this Hopefully do for my city? Hopefully we can uh, help ease the tension between non-vendors and vendors in the city. <laughs> tension between the non-vendors and vendors, that is ridiculous. You think that that is the only thing that is important? You don't think that the oncoming wars and other attacks going on in the rest of the world is, uh, is any less important than this? The, the city needs help, sure, yes, in the, in the way that uh, benders and non-benders are seeing each other right now, but that is such small scale. Is that the only thing the White Lotus cares about? No. Come, come, let me show you something. And she turns around very quickly and just kind of like gestures for you guys to follow her. Damn, can I really insight on this woman? <laughs> sure. Okay. 18 plus 3, a 21. You... It's almost as though she's not entirely there, but she is at the same time. Oh, I'm following Yang, and I'm my eyes looking at Vana, trying to gauge her expression. Vanna is just in a stunned silence, like she doesn't even know what to say to this woman. <laughs> yeah. Kevin thinking to herself, I think we should have went with Catherine. I can because Kevin thinking, I can I, I, I can understand greedy people. But this one is out of my level. <laughs> and as you guys are walking, you hear her kind of mumbling to herself, it's just ridiculous this these white lotus members are thinking that they can just come to my city and just think that they can willy-nilly save the town whatever whatever no we will we will get to the bottom of this and show them yes yes we will you guys head inside it's a large the the way the base looks on the outside is um it the best way to describe uh the scope of the base is just think like if anybody's ever been to a 
uh, a military base, essentially. It's got the large chain link fence that's wrapped around. Uh, it's not as modern as ours, certainly. But buildings-wise, you know, you've got the, lar the large buildings, it's spaced apart. Um, kind of like a base in Colorado, if anyone's ever been to a military base in Colorado. It's very spacious up here, despite being at the peak of the mountain. Uh, the buildings look dull and gray, not really too much life to them here, uh, since they do less for fashion and more for uh, just proper oh, use. Shit. She has... Yeah, exactly. She has a... Uh, uh, card that she kind of puts over a scanner, which is very in our world we just described. You know, it's a 1950s type of uh, technological lifestyle. She has a card reader, which is mind blowing. Like that should not exist. That doesn't make sense how that thing even works. But she's able to just scan her card over the card reader. The light turns green. The door unlocks, and she opens it and goes, "Come, come now." I don't have all day. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Kevin, it looks like she, either this woman is brilliant to the point of madness. Or this woman is so mad, she's genius. And goes to the door, praying that we're coming out the store alive. Okay. And um, you guys walk inside, and it's just a. We're not going to describe every single room and hallway that you guys go through, uh, but you can tell that it seems dark in here. There's not too many windows or anything like that, but you do get occasional lights coming in from some of the doors that are open that have windows. For the most part, you just get the LED lights that every once in a while, some of them seem to flash or blink a little bit as though the light is dimming, but they just haven't changed it yet. And as she's leading you guys down these twisting bobs and weaves of hallways and rooms and scanning her car to access other rooms. She uh, is just kind of talking out loud. You're not entirely sure if it's to you guys or just kind of for the sake of talking out loud. But she goes, uh, you hear her talking about, oh, the, the, the Fire Nation could be at our door any moment now and we've got these white lotus that are trying to encroach on what we've got in our city. What do you want to do here? Help the city folk? How are they, How on earth are they expecting to do that? I don't understand these people sometimes. Especially with the war that may be going on in the Earth Nation. Who knows? We don't know. We don't hear anything from them. Do you hear from the Earth Nation or not? Uh, and she finally goes to a, an elevator, presses a button, turns around, and finally faces you guys. And she goes, well, tell me. Uh, DM, I'm going to roll history. Do we hear anything from the Earth Nation? You don't have to roll a history. You don't. It's okay. common knowledge that um, the that bossing say has been in complete lockdown for eight years. Unfortunately, we haven't heard anything, which is very That is what certain. I thought. That is exactly what I thought. And you are sitting here trying to come to our city like we are the problem. <sighs> the elevator door opens. She walks in and just looks to you guys and goes, come now. I'm scared. I'm following her. 
I follow as well. So tell me, as the door shuts, uh, you guys walk inside, she goes, So tell me, what do you hope to do outside of this city? Tell me your big scale plan. Don't tell me these small little tidbits that you want to open up a school and help the benders learn how to bend, you know, their birth-given rights or whatever, and help the non-benders try to understand how the benders are feeling. Tell me your big scale plan. What are you planning on doing with these schools? What is the whole just having them opened up all over the world you are trying to do, huh? I've heard. Tell me. What? Council council member, the purpose of the, the society has always been to form a united front as nations, not just individual, but as a collective unity. We have members that are vendors and non-vendors spread throughout the world, assisting in various catastrophes, natural and uh, other. We? Yes, yes, and we also have people that come from all different nations as well, minus the Earth Nation now, of course, because of whatever's going on over there, but we do the same thing. We are a giant city, a melting pot of everybody else around the world. Do you think that just your little schools sprinkled here and there is going to make a bigger difference than an entire city? Ha! <laughs> Posh. No, but just imagine what that's school can do for the citizens. You think it would a give small them class of 50 individuals inside one little building can make a difference between the hundreds of people that I have behind my back with this military? We, we are the world police. Where have you been these last eight years searching for the Avatar? <laughs> that is old school, old timing. We are thinking future. The door to the elevator opens and she uh, walks through. Um, you hear her continuing this conversation, walking away from you guys, just expecting you to follow her through this very dim-lidded uh, hallway. I continue to follow. I'm following too. And more closer <laughs> to Bana. And keep keeping her like eye contact, like playing visually with a man. Yes, but like my eyes to her, like we're dealing with like a, a mad woman right here. Vana yes, looks at you two and is like, I don't know what to say to this woman. This is all eye contact, not she can hear us, right? Right. Yeah, we're all like mentally thinking it and understanding what the hell is going on. Um. But as I'm trying to keep up with the general, um, I, I continue saying, what can the White Lotus offer you is a liaison to the other nations to include the Earth Nation. Including maybe uh, gathering information about other nations for you. Nobody just includes the Earth Nation willy-nilly. You have to work towards it, gather resources, and find your way there. Do you think we have not been trying that? Oh, oh you will be wrong. We have been trying this for many years. But you, you, your close school, from what I hear, is in the, the, the northern... The northern air 
school or whatever you call it, and that's not even a part of the Earth Nation. What? What? There's nothing that you have that I don't already. You are too busy trying to find the Avatar, and that's ultimately your goal. I'm aware. I'm aware of the old-timey thoughts and feelings. Well, I have something for you, my friends. We don't need the Avatar anymore. We already have an Avatar. What do you mean you have an avatar? She smiles and turns over to you guys. And she goes, We have the technology to be the world police. More so than you ever could imagine. We are the peacekeepers. And she presses a button that's over at her side. And you see a, a paneling opens up. This metal uh, door opens up into this large glass pane that you see inside. And you see a huge room full of at least a hundred people all training uh, in combat with each other. You see them doing twists and turns much like the way Yang, you see airbenders move and slice. Uh, Kevin, you're seeing people flow their hands around in the same way that waterbenders move. You're also seeing people move in the same way that you've seen Jaeger shoot his fire or Taro with her earthen hardness to her movements. You see a room of a hundred people doing these types of motions with no bending. It's just them practicing the martial arts that are these forms. You also begin to see someone does end up piercing, taking a hit on somebody uh, in their training, and the person goes down like a ton of bricks immediately, stunned. Their body stiffened and solid. A couple people come over, pick them up, on a stretcher and carry them out of the room and that person that did the attack just moves right on to the next person and they all start beginning to train again even more so and she just smiles and goes we don't need benders anymore and she starts putting pressing her fingers against each other very rapidly running them across each other and she goes and we have the solution to the problem with the Avatar. It is not just behind this panel here that you see all these people that are practicing the skills, the techniques. You want to go and train with them? <laughs> Good luck. She turns around and carries on down the hallway. I'll take you up on that offer. Kevin, look at that. You and Yang like, have you have lost your ever-loving mind? <laughs> she stops, turns around with a big smile on her face, and she goes, Is that so? I'm quite interested as to their training regiments. It would be a, an excellent challenge for me. <laughs> My dear, you are nothing but a warm-up to them. I don't think that you are ready for such challenges. Two against one? 
Hmm. You see, she begins to think. Roll me a persuasion check. Game? Yes. Oh, I'm an God. idiot. I'm an idiot. I know. I don't know what I'm doing. I really don't. Just a gut feeling I have. Oh, God. Um, that would be a 17 plus 1, 18. 18. She looks at you with glistening eyes. Very excited to hear what you have been saying. And she she says very well. She pulls out her card, opens the door that was over to the side so that she can walk inside the, the room, and just expecting you guys to follow her, she walks in fully into the large room with the hundred plus people uh, practicing this martial arts skill. Do I recognize this martial arts style? Um... You certainly recognized the movements like they're doing airbending. Okay. Um, Kevin recognized without a doubt um, people were motioning their bodies like they're doing waterbending. Uh, you guys were also seeing movements in the same way that you see Jaeger and Taro fight. These people have learned every martial art from each of the elements. But there was no bending. No bending. Hmm. Before I enter, I look at Kevin and basically whisper just keep an eye out. Tell me what, or after this is over with, tell me what you noticed about the fight. There's something about those movements. Let's use me as an experiment, shall we? And then I enter. Yeah, I look up, I'm like, this, is, this does not look good. You Can sure you you're... enter? Go ahead, go ahead. Are you sure you want to do this? I'm quite curious as to what's going on. And if this is one way to find out, then this is one way to find out. I understand the risks. There's a, there's a, uh, there's a bottle of my dad's, um, a drink. Drink it when you need it the most. Don't drink it now. Just drink it when you need it the most. As I was about to twist the cap. <laughs> I slapped his hand like, drink it when you need it the most. Not now. <laughs> I follow, uh, the general inside. You follow, and you hear her as- as you do, like, she was already talking to the people before you guys even walked in, so you're kind of walking in in the middle of her having a conversation. She doesn't seem like she sits and waits for people. She just, like, 
she has something that she's doing and she's just going and doing it. So as you walk in, she's already said, and these people have graciously allowed themselves to be target practice for you guys. Who wants to do this? Who wants to train against a, it looks like an airbender who wants to practice their skills and test the limits of their capabilities. And you see uh, one of the men of these hundred men and women uh, look everybody's looking at each other and one guy stands up has a very similar build to an airbender uh, but uh, like I said none of these people were bending and he just raises his hand and he goes uh, I I would like to try this would be fun she goes excellent we are just going to practice with one for now and she turns to look at you as she's saying that as though she knew that you were right behind her I perfectly accept. Oh, at this point, I don't think you have a choice. This is already something that we've declared and decided, so this is going to be exciting. And she walks over to uh, Kevin and Vanna, and uh, she goes, Whenever you are ready, go go ahead, get ready, get ready, you two. Uh, and the guy looks over at you, Yang, and uh, some space is made in this giant room. And he stands in a very similar fashion to how you see uh, Taro when she's beginning to do a fighting stance. So he's got a very sturdy stance in front of you right now. I just go into a stance that allows me to be able to react quickly. All right. Basically, my glider is in my hand. You see, he doesn't have any weapon. Uh, and the guy behind you, or the guy next to you that's holding you over his shoulder, he's like, he's like, wow, that was your, uh, that was your friend, right? Yeah, you could say I'm her manager. Yeah, she, she's, <laughs> she's a pretty tough one, I can tell you that. Like, the, yeah. you guys, you guys are gonna fit in nicely. Yeah, I found her in the wilderness. She was raised by saber cat wolves. <laughs> feisty creature. Yeah, quite. Who's. Which feisty creature? Is it her or the animals? <laughs> yes. <laughs> laugh. Laugh on the same level as that, as that person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Come on, I'll get you another drink. Ah, oh, thank you so much so kind yeah and you lock eyes with shang shang is just looking at you with a very serious face even at this distance you can read his eyes and you can tell like he's really attentive to what's going on right now uh and he with his eyes tells you you know keep your guard up keep your eyes open and uh i return with a just a serious face like making sure that it's out of range of the other guy like telling him, like I'm on the same, I'm on the same page. I know what's happening right now. It's all part of the plan. Taro, the wall, earth bended up. You are in this dark chamber-like hallway that leads to a small set of stairs. You've got torches set on each side of the walls, uh, illuminating the path, though dimly. Uh, it's all made out of earth here, 
Uh, but you start to see some strange architecture markings along the walls and even the steps. Uh, being an earthbender, you can safely assume that this was made out of uh, earthbending, but it seems a little bit different, more like uh, water was frozen over in earth. Taro, it almost seems like these steps back here were made out of solidified lava bending. Almost. You begin to trail oh up the stairs. There's nobody else in here, and although there's a large crowd behind this wall, everything seems quiet. You just hear the torch lights, the crackling of the fire, making your way up. You hear your footsteps seem to echo. You eventually reach the top of these stairs, and there's a small room. Without any door, is just a cloth over it. But you see uh, some fire, fireplace light coming out from under this cloth and through it a little bit. Um, you just hear someone behind the cloth say, Come on in. I, I do. I, I pull it open and duck my head in. Hi. Hello. You see the lady still has her face covered by her fan. She's sitting in what looks like a rocking chair made out of uh, solidified lava. There's a fireplace next to her. Uh, oh, was that Kevin? There is a fireplace next to her. Uh, this looks like a small little spot for her to just kind of have her own space, though there's not much in here. There is a small chest to the side, which is shut so you don't see what's inside it. There isn't any kind of rug or anything like that. It's just a big square earthen uh, room with a fireplace, her rocking chair, and she, with a flick of her wrist, earth bends up a chair for you to sit next to her. And she just goes, I sit down. please have a seat. I do that. Okay. So, your name is Rena. Uh, for a moment, she's like, oh man. Um, yeah, Rena. That's my name. Hmm. Tell me, uh, Rena, where, where are you from? Um, well, I mean, I've traveled around a lot. I, I was in, uh, UPenn for a long time. Uh, before that I was in the New Earth Kingdom and a couple other places, you know, here and there. Yeah. I know travel all too well. Sounds like you and I are of the same cloth. <laughs> I mean, I don't know your backstory, but maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Jaeger sob. <laughs> <laughs> and she she kind of sizes you up a little bit more and just goes, you're... You're an impressive earthbender. You've got a lot of talent. 
I learned from the best. Yeah, and uh, who's that? Oh, just, you know, my uh, master from UPenn. He's a pretty cool guy. I mean, I knew earthbending before I went over there, but, you know. He taught me a lot about, um, metal bending. Okay. Hmm. And I'm going to have her roll a quick little perception check. Pretty good. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> she, she's sizing you up a little bit more. And she asks, what is that, um, what's that uh, emblem you have? What, that, uh, what did you say? Yes. Sorry, you cut out. She goes, what is that uh, emblem you have on that necklace of yours? What necklace? The one I, I can see right under your uh, right under your shirt. You're trying to cover it, but I, I can see the imprint. And she uh, gulps. She'll take it out. I her hands are shaking a little bit, and she doesn't show it to her, but she's looking it at herself and. Um, she says, this is, um, a place I used to be a part of. Say that again. Oh, sorry. Um, this is who, I guess who Rena is, um, she slips it back underneath her shirt. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. And she reaches down into her uh, her clothing too, fiddles around for a little bit, and pulls out the same necklace. Uh, can I roll a, a um, perception check or like an investigation to see if I know who she is? Yes. Okay. Um, 14 plus 4, 18. Perception. She's had her face covered this entire <laughs> time. She's had her face covered this entire time. Um, you can't really make out heads or tails of her face, but you look at the emblem and then look at her eyes. It's You see a very familiar reflection in her eyes. And she goes... 
It's good to see you again, big sis. Eva? Cut over to Jaeger. I... <laughs> so Jaeger. <laughs> so uh Jaeger. Shocked Pikachu face. Yes. I am Jaeger. You're sitting You're sitting at the um at the bar and you know everybody's just having you in with warm welcomes. Uh, they're just trying to have casual chit-chat with you, but you're kind of like, ner not nervous, but you're definitely, um, you've got your guard up right now, but you're making friendly conversation. Um, as you're yes. in here, you happen to look over, you hear the door open, and a new guy, uh, someone new comes in. You don't pay it too much mind at first, but then, um, uh, some of the people in here start cheering, and they say, Ah, you're in here! Hey, hey, welcome, welcome back! And they start giving him pats on the back and stuff like that. And he, uh, you hear someone walk over to, to the bar and sit next to you. You give this kid a glance. It's the same kid that um, invited you guys into Mike's home. That uh, young firebender, uh, Republic Nation wearing clothes guy that has the long hair. Looks like he needs to get it cut soon. Uh, the young kid. Like, this kid looks like he's 16, 17. Uh, he sits down and... He gets a drink of just water. Uh, he looks over at you and like almost spits out his water as he's drinking. He goes, what, what are you? He, he like grabs you by the shoulder, smiling, looking around and like leans you in. He's like, hey, what's up, man? What the hell are you doing here? Oh, hey, what's up, dude? I'm just doing my job, shush. What? What? Job? I got this under control. It's good to see you. It's okay. Hey, I guess it's this is so a great fresh meet, right? Again. Long time friend. Yeah. I'm long time friend. Meet. I've known him yeah. since. Uh, yeah, long time uh, friend. Yeah. Uh -huh. We grew up with the same yeah. class together. Hey, listen, friend. You want to like go over there and like catch up? No, I will not kiss you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go over there. Up and go to the corner. Uh, <laughs> the he corner goes of around the room. Rest of the guys start. The guys start laughing at you. Um, they start cracking jokes and saying, "Oh, look at the kissy boys going in the corner," and everybody else starts laughing and stuff. You guys go over into your corner. He grabs you by the shoulder and he goes, "What the hell are you doing in here?" I got lost. <laughs> you got. What? No! Where did you even get that jacket? What are you- Oh my god! What? What's the problem here? Why are you so worried? I- I'm worried because- It's under control. They find okay. out who the hell you are! You're in like, the lion's den right now! I look around at all the happy people. Am I? Okay, I, you're White Lotus, right? That's why you came over to Mike's place. If they find out who you are, you guys are gonna be in some deep trouble. We're not gonna get caught. You're the only other person who knows, aside from the three of us. I mean, so as yeah, long as I'm you not say gonna nothing, say 
will be fine. Oh my god. You can see he's super nervous and he's like rubbing his head right now. Uh, like he's sweating a little bit too. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. I'm not going to say anything. I have no reason to. What Listen, brings you here? I don't know. We're, we're just investigating. We're trying to... We're trying to see if we can do anything about this group. It's not going to be a big deal. We're just trying to knock out a bird with a stone. A really, really big stone on a much larger bird. What the hell kind of analogy is that? What are you talking? One that I made oh up on the spot. It sounded like it. Listen, we're going to go yes. back to the bar. We're just going to pretend like we belong here. And it's all gonna be good. And I tap him on the chest, and I'm like, let's go, buddy. Or best friend that I've known forever. Oh, okay, well, at the very least... What is your name? My name is... My name is still Jaeger. I don't think I changed that. Did I change it for the meeting here? I don't know if I did. Well, you never told me what it was. I don't think I you had to give never it a name. Yeah, I never had you to never tell you. never gave anyone. me your name. So, what well, is your name? Well, to you... To you... I am... My Concho. My Concho. Yes, first name Mike, last name Honcho. That sounds fake. Okay. Everybody here knows me as Dante. It's a name because I want to be a model. You're Dante. It just sounds more like you're like making the fun guy. of the councilman. Yes. I don't know the councilman's names. Come on. You are at his house! His name is Mike! <laughs> you're oh, making yeah. a name! I his know name your name is, is Mike! Oh my god, this is terrible! You need to get out of here. Nah, it's fine, it's fine, don't worry. Listen. Do you want me he, to change the name? He he uh I'm presses not, his I'm fingers not against to it. He presses your his fingers against your chest and he's like, You are gonna blow your cover, and I cannot help you. I am not high enough in the totem pole for that. I'm not high enough at all. You're not even here at all. <laughs> I am here. I'm standing right in front of you. Listen, it's gonna be fine. I don't know you. You don't know me when it comes down to it. Wait, we just announced that we were best friends, so that kind of won't work, will it? No, this is that what I'm saying! Caught, you will oh be caught. Oh, jeez, oh, that's bad. Oh, man. You think? Looks like you'll have to help. <laughs> oh, jeez, so oh, darn. monkeys okay okay um change your name quick what's what do you the want, first thing what do you that comes want my to name mind? to be i don't Mike care non first thing you got he's sealed no anything but mike um reno Reno. Reno. Are you serious? 
Reino Bajakowski. Final answer, your name is Reino. <laughs> uh, Are you... Let's make it... Is that your... Is that the old guy that's with you over to... Over there? He points over to where uh, Shang is. Shang is just staring blankly to, to the two of you. What? The guy over there! He came into Mike's yeah, place with you! He's with me. Yeah, yeah. He's more conspicuous than you! And he doesn't even need to talk! To be conspicuous! He looks drunk and that's all we need. Look, I'll admit him looking drunk is helping to keep him under cover. But the dude is staring at us! Yeah, that's what old people do. They stare. Uh, you're gonna get killed. Have you ever had neighbors? <sighs> and I what say, is, no, what? we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be okay. It's alright. Is it just the two of you? No. <laughs> the Earthbender okay. went to go talk with the lady. I hope that puts you at ease. <laughs> no, I don't know what she's gonna do. <laughs> I don't know if she uncovered you guys or what. Well, it seems like they're just gonna have a have a talk, a friendly talk, that nothing bad will happen at all. Listen, nobody just talks to the lady. That's why she's she doesn't even have a name with us. She just goes by the lady. There's a reason for that. Because she doesn't talk to people. So that means she only wants to talk to people of renown. Well, is your friend of renown? Did. Yeah, she beat uh she beat Big Jack Peepee Head. She beat Big Jack? Yeah. Huh. She beat Big Jack. She beat Big Jack. I told you we got this under control. It's all according to plan. Okay. Well, that helps. The two of you need, especially him, need to lay low. Real low. They seem to. Don't worry. They seem to like you. All here. the attention. You we're Yeah, we're keeping all the attention at the bar. Nobody's gonna notice an old man just chilling somewhere else. As long as we keep it being entertaining. Okay, Reino. Yeah, I like just... that name. Look, I'm a firebender. I could tell you're a firebender. Let's just say, for their, for everybody else's sake, we went to school together, and... Which school? I hope nothing goes beyond that. But yeah, let's just say we went to school together, we've known each other for a while. Um, you used to work at the factory with me too, and we'll go from there. Okay. We can do that. Okay. Oh my god, I was Reno not and Dante, ready for this. Best buds for life. 
buds for life. Yeah. Every day is a new awesome. journey. Every day. I'm gonna go now. Okay, best friend. My best friend Dante. Reno, the big... The big G.O. I... I'm not ready for this. Oh my god, I was not ready for this. <laughs> and he he walks back over. He's got his hand on your shoulder. He goes, alright, yeah, it was good catching up with you, bud. Yeah, this was so neat. Uh, I can't believe you're going to be part of the, uh, the crew. Yeah, I'm really excited. And uh, one of the guys at the bar goes, "All right, hey Dante, you told him what what our uh, what our plan's gonna be, huh?" <laughs> well, I was getting to that, but I thought you guys were much better at at explaining things than me. So, <laughs> hey, you know he's he's here for that. Yeah. And he sits down very nervously. Oh, this poor boy. Come on, old buddy, old pal. Come on. <laughs> okay, I do that. <laughs> Immediately sitting down, one of the other guys, he looks like he's a Fire Nation guy too, but he's got a build of an earthbender, just grabs you by the other shoulder. A lot of shoulder grabbing here. He pulls shoulders. you in, pulls you in as though he's giving you a side hug, and he's like, all right, listen. Now, what we got planned... It's gonna be a real big operation. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know all about those. For sure. Now, depending on what happens with your friend, if she comes out still breathing, I think it likely that you're gonna be part of our little gang here. If not, sorry to say, but I like you, but we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to have you sleeping with the fishes. It's just the way it is, you know. But uh <laughs> Hey, Barton, you give me just like my guy. dad. Who's that? His name is Mike. Yeah. What was it? My dad's name? Is he asking what my dad's yeah. name is? Yeah, Mike. Of course, man. Mike! Oh, that's a very Republic City name. Yeah, my name is Karen. Karen? <laughs> yeah, with a K. That's a very intimidating name. That's a yeah. very intimidating name. Yeah, I like you. I like you a lot. I, bet you I hope just, you don't have to be killed you tonight. You just get your way wherever you go. That's what I'm talking All about. All day, I brother. hope I don't die either. <laughs> Goddamn right. Cut over to Taro to help kind of get the nerves out. Taro, the last thing you heard was, it's good to see you again, big sis. Eva, I, of course my dog starts being loud when I start talking. Okay, hold on. Yeah, I didn't see you bring him in. That's uh interesting. Yeah, she comes and goes. It's a little it's kind of a weird thing. Um I'm so sorry 
Ivo, I... <laughs> I mean, it's not like I think about this every day, but I definitely think about how I just left you, and... <laughs> Man, I'm really glad you got out by yourself. How'd you do that? Well, it wasn't easy, but I mean, you got out too, so you know. So, after you left, Dad was just as focused with work as he always is. Nothing changed in his eyes. Um, our brother, he kind of took the mantle a little harder, uh, you know, Dad was looking up to having you fill in for him when he was retiring, but... What? You know... Yeah, Me? that's why he had you go on all... That's why he had you go on all the expeditions and had you learn the ropes a little bit more. Uh, what? That, that's, that's neither here nor there. When you left, our brother got cold. And super focused on the work. Mom, well, let's just say, outside of home, my name is Gaia to commemorate her memory. I'll just leave it at that. She wasn't able to handle it I'm gonna go and hug her. Left. Oh my god. I'm hugging her. She gives you a very deep... Uh, caring hug. You you don't feel like she blames you at all for uh, your past in any way. Like, there's no resentment or anything. You feel like a really warm sense uh, being in this room with her. There's no hard feelings. But she, she continues and goes, After you left, I didn't have anybody else. After mom left, I really didn't have anybody else. And I had to leave too. I had to get out. I don't know how you got out. But I was... I had a feeling it was... Slick. So I confronted him. Trying to figure out where you went. And trying to figure out if he could help me. He didn't tell me anything about you. Which is good. Because if I got caught... We wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> god, I know. Oh my god. <laughs> so... Luckily... And this may, this will be new to you, but, um, I, before I left, I learned a little something about myself. And she smiles, and she goes, you know how the whole family were just a big bunch of earthbenders, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and she raises her hand, the one that was holding the fan, but is now, the fan is in her lap. And she raises her hand, and for a moment you don't feel anything, but after a while you feel a slight rumble, and then you f see a small 
a dot of lava start to come out of the floor and start to spread slowly. And then she just closes her fingertips and the lava immediately solidifies into a small little mound that's in the floor. Oh my god, my sister is a lava bender? Wait, wait, wait. Watch this. And um, she's gonna, like, pat her pockets and look around to see if there's any, like, metal around that she can grab. Is there? Yeah, you still have your, uh, your pellets that your, uh, that, uh, to- uh Torque got you. Wow, I haven't said his name in a while. Oh, time. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna take some and, uh, I don't know, make, like, a star. Shape it into a star with shape metal. You're a metal bender? Yeah! That's incredible, and she goes to hug you. I thought we were still hugging. (laughs) I just had the impression we didn't stop. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) So she just hugs you tighter. Uh, You you feel on your shoulder there's a little bit of wetness from... um, from her cheek onto your shoulder. Um, but she finally does pull you away so that, that you two can talk face to face. And she she holds the star, clenches it in her fist a little bit with the points are sticking up because she's not a metal bender, and puts it in her lap, smiling. But she goes, So, <laughs> I just didn't expect to see you. This is, oh my god. Okay. I, I mean, so, yeah, I, oof, I, I haven't really thought about actually seeing someone in the family, but man, oh man, have I been faced with the memories. I, I saw Slick a couple days ago, in passing. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was leaving here. Um, he was dropping off a few things for. Our operation here. What was he dropping off? <sighs> Wait, hold on. Wait. He was flying under the flag. Yeah. Hello. He, is she still? I'm still here. She just nods oh, and goes, cool. yeah, uh, he he had to. He wasn't just here for me. Can I roll an Are... insight check on her? Yeah, sure. What are you trying to insight? Uh, just like if she's telling me the whole truth, because... In her brain, like, Slick still works for the family. She's trying to figure out if, like, she's lying about not being a part of the family anymore. But, like, she wants to trust her, so... Because she's her favorite person. Um, but that little thing, like... Um... Where's Insight? 14? You don't feel that she's lying to you. She's telling you everything that she knows. Okay. 
but she she looks at you. She can tell that you've got a little bit of doubt because uh, she can see it in your eyes, and she just goes, "Okay, Rena. Slick still works with the family, and right before I left, they started to have a little operation. They got two really big contracts." One with the Fire Nation, one with Republic City. I don't need to tell you oh. what our business is, so, yeah. But the reason he came here and he saw me... He was giving me some equipment, something off to the side. Um, Republic City knew that he was coming. It's just his people didn't know that he was also seeing me. That's why we're underground. That's you know? good. I can't let them know who I am. That's why I don't go by any names with anybody outside of close people. Unfortunately, you know, some people do know me as Gaia, but that's it. Nobody knows who I am. Except for Slick, of course, but he... He's not gonna tell anybody, trust me. He hasn't told anybody about you. <laughs> I really hope so. I really hope so. Uh, he didn't even tell me that you were still alive. I'm... Rina... When you disappeared, family carried on like normal. I thought they didn't. I didn't even get so much as a mm. goodbye. I know. I'm... I'm so sorry. She's crying. <laughs> and when... And when I went to try to confront Slick, he didn't even tell me anything either. I asked him, where did you go? What happened? He didn't give me anything. The only thing he gave me was advice to get out, how to get out. Luckily, I'm a lava bender. I was able to kind of, sort of speak, forge my way. But this line of work is all I know. <laughs> and hence yeah. the revolt group that I run here. You started it? Yeah. Yeah, this was me. I was living here in the city for a, a year. They came out with this new law. I took up the mantle with a couple of firebenders that were working uh, that were outraged and left. I started this bender revolt group. And we've been hitting hard in a lot of places, but... Some things are not so good. You know, money comes in good ways and in bad ways. I've... I just wish I could get out of the family business. I mean, I may not be there anymore, but I still feel like I am sometimes. Well, first of all, I'm gonna say, Eva, I'm so proud of you. You've, this is 
insane. You have so many people in this... And you did this all by yourself? I'm so proud of you. I... You know, I had a... A good person to look up to, you know. Taught me a lot. She just gives you a soft smile. <laughs> Stop, you're gonna make me cry. We... I'm glad you're here. But I also am not, because I have to ask you something. Shoot. We've got a big job coming up. And we need help. With the White Lotus? No, that was just a side thing that the councilman wanted us to do. You know, you can't turn down that kind of money. <laughs> it sucks, but you know how it is. And I heard they escaped anyway. Yeah, they're so slippery. He... Yeah... Is there something you know about it? Only as much as I've seen on TV and the, what's it called, newspapers. I gotcha. Okay. And she kind of has her eyebrows froed a little bit. But she continues and goes, That was just a small job to get some extra cash in. The big job is coming up soon. We're gonna kidnap the president. The president? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, Jaeger. Sorry, hold on. Okay. How are you... How? Word on the street is that he's about to do one of his little speeches. He's going to be out in public, out in daylight. We are going to make a stand and show that the benders are not going to stay silent or let councilmen that don't even understand how we feel dictate our lives the way they have been these last couple years. It is not their right, and we are going to take him and prove that we are a menace, but we also have a voice. Because right now, Rena, we don't have a voice in the city. Um, she's gonna- Tara's gonna grab her 
hand. Um, she's gonna squeeze it tightly and say, I'm with you. I'll help you however I can. Okay? And that's what we'll end the episode. What? Ooh, yeah. What? <laughs> what? Oh, this what? is good. I'm so sweaty. So, <laughs> so thank you everybody for listening to today's episode and making it to the end. Uh, does anybody have anything they want to say before we head out? Yes. Okay. Um, I recently started a YouTube channel with me and one of my old shipmates, and it's called PTS. Uh, we're doing everything. It's not for all ages, so if you can't handle, like, swearing and whatnot, uh, don't, don't try it, but we're just doing everything, so if you want to go check it out, you know, it's whatever. Hope to see all and there. what does PTS stand for? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Um, Taro. Hello. Nothing. Hello. You just enjoyed the. You just uh, enjoying life. Yeah, I'm just vibing. I got the COVID vaccine on Monday. Well, part the first part of it. Yeah. Nice. Life's pretty good. Oh. Craig left. Craig! I know, he just up and left like he didn't love us anymore. Craig. Um, but I'm yeah. In the void! Uh, brought Craig back. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. There's a lot of juicy content into this one. Yeah. It's quite juicy. Like biting into a cactus. So... I've got to say, um, please, if you enjoyed it, give us a five-star review. I don't, we don't normally, or we don't commonly ask for that, but, you know, I feel it good to put it in there every once in a while because it helps the algorithm and blah, blah, blah. Uh, also, the character classes used are Skeptic Frog's Creation, version 3.0.0. Uh, this was The World of Avatar, which was created by Bryke, published by Nickelodeon. All credits for music and the sounds will be found in the show notes. And as always, everybody, subscribe for more... What is it? Tell me, everybody. Shenanigans. Yeah. Are you <laughs> fatally wounded in combat? Do you wish you could just stop the bleeding? And get yourself a little Kevin. One swig will seal up that that bullet hole. Drink I feel it. like a brand new person. It's the quenchiest. That's good. Thank you. Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig.